Welcome to the Truth About College Admission podcast. My name is Rick Clark. I'm the AVP and Executive Director of Undergraduate Admission at Georgia Tech. Joined today by my co-host, Brennan Barnard. Brennan, good to see you. Good to see you as well. And I am Brennan Barnard, Director of College Counseling at Khan Lab School. Our book and workbook, The Truth About College Admission, as well as the podcast, are brought to you by Johns Hopkins Press. The press connects a global audience of readers to trusted knowledge from leading researchers, scholars, and educators. To learn more about the press, visit press.jhu.edu. All right, my friend, it's a great conversation with Whitney, and I think people are really going to enjoy it. <laughs> I got a lot from her, as I always do, in times I've heard her present or what she writes. She really is, as you pointed out, like a real treasure in our field and a real leader. One of the things that I just loved that she talked about, and I hadn't really ever thought about it this way, but I'm going to use it for sure going forward was this idea that when students are writing their essays, but more specifically when they're writing their supplemental questions, answering those short answer questions, not to just feel like they're responding to kind of a random prompt, but thinking about the fact that this school took some real time to think about what they wanted to ask. It's a really one place on the application where they can invite a conversation. She talked about thinking about it if you're a student writing like you're introducing yourself to a person. And that's why these questions are different, because the cultures are different at these various institutions. And really trying to think about yourself in a conversation. Take it seriously as she talks about. Put your best effort in. But it really humanizes the concept. And I feel like that's one of the things that we most want to bring voice to in this podcast and something that we hope students will do, because it kind of de-stresses things a lot. So I really loved that. How about you? Yeah, that was great. I really liked what she said just about character in general and how, especially in selective college admission, it can feel like this kind of hunger games in a way, right? You know, you're being judged, it's this competition. And I like how she talked about that if students can resist just kind of living in that competitive space mm. and think about, you know, you're applying into a community and how are you thinking about your influence on other people? And we talk a lot about this in the book about like kind of influence an impact, right? Yeah, yeah. And so she talks about how do you show your curiosity, problem solving. So we could go on in depth into each of these topics, but uh, I think it was a really great conversation. And like you said, I think people are going to get a lot out of it. She did a great job. And I really hope that people will not only enjoy the conversation today and all of her wisdom, but also go back and read the article where this all started too. So here you go with Whitney Soul from the University of Pennsylvania. Brennan, good to be with you and looking forward to the conversation today. Well, today we are joined by our friend Whitney Soul, who is the Vice Provost and Dean of Admissions at the University of Pennsylvania. And Whitney has worked in college admissions for over three decades at Bates College, Connecticut College, Bowdoin College, and now at the University of Pennsylvania. And I'll tell you, if there's a board of advisors or trustees in the admission space, Whitney has probably been on it or is currently on it. She is such a gift to this field. So Whitney, thank you for being here with us. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Let's get right into it. You know, Whitney, you and I have talked a lot about character and about college admission, and you've always been a champion for the who you are part of an applicant as well as the what you do part. And under your leadership this year, the University of Pennsylvania added a supplement question about gratitude. And it was covered in a recent piece in the Philadelphia Inquirer. And we'll link to that in the show notes. But can you talk a little bit about why you did that? 
Sure. And I, I'll take a moment first just to talk about the who you are in the application because it's linked to the supplement question that I'll talk about. But the application ultimately becomes a package of pieces that students put together that represent themselves to us in an application because we're thinking about them as individuals. Each student is applying with their own unique background, point of view, interest in higher ed, why the particular school to which they're applying. And so we're asking questions to try to understand each person. And even though it becomes an application package, it's still a package of things that are designed to help a student introduce themselves and convey things to us that help us get to know them and think about the communities that we're building in our schools. So in thinking about the supplemental question that we added about gratitude, it was really done with the purpose of creating a space for a student to show us who they are and what they think about relative to other people mm. is really where the question generated. So much of the application invites a student to talk about themselves in a way that the answers start with I. I'd like to do this. I'm interested in this. I have done this. I'm curious about. And all of that is important because those are things that we want to know about the individual student. But when we're reviewing applications and talking about applicants, we're also talking about what would this person be like as a roommate or a lab partner? And would they get interested in clubs? Would they get invested in Philadelphia and community service? Would they enjoy working shoulder to shoulder with a faculty member on a research project? Those are all things we talk about that require us to think about students negotiating space and relationships with other people. And so we were trying to think of a question that would help a student into that space with their answer. And at first, we were talking about gratitude as an idea, because if you can convey that you're grateful for the influence of another person in an experience that you've had, then it sort of naturally puts you in a juxtaposition with another person and helps us into that space in learning about a student and gives them something nice to talk about. What we ended up doing, though, was bringing that question to several faculty members at Penn who are really stars in the field of psychology, organizational psychology, positive psychology, included Angela Duckworth and Adam Grant and Martin Seligman. And they helped us design this question into something that is actually writing a thank you note. It's really short. It's a couple hundred words, but it does change the question from a prompt to write about something for which you're grateful into actually expressing thank you to a person by writing it down to that person. And it's that activity of expressing thanks that I learned in talking about this with our professors is something that actually makes people feel good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it physiologically changes you when you're in the act of thanking someone who has made a difference. And so we realized while putting this question together with an original purpose, it worked its way to being a question that not only could serve that original purpose, but also bring some good feelings to students along the way. And so we're really excited to read what students write. Well, Seligman and Duckworth and Grant is like the holy trinity of, of gratitude. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge Adam Grant fan. I've probably uh, shared too many of those podcasts actually with my staff and wife. <laughs> but that aside, I think as a student, it's probably pretty easy to 
look at these various prompts and think they're just random. I mean, how is it that one school kind of came up with these things? The truth is actually that we spend a lot of time talking to staff and thinking over the summer about what do we want to ask and how is that reflective of our institution and what ends up bringing about a good match or fit between students and our particular communities. And so, Whitney, I guess I'm just kind of curious, like, what is it that you would hope that students would be thinking about as they read and consider these various prompts? You know, what is it that those say about these various campuses and the various schools and maybe some of the goals that they have for the type of students they want to bring into their class? Yeah, that is such a good question. And I really do think that the design of the supplemental questions to your point, Rick, the application platforms that are shared are sort of a neutral space, right? They're not for a particular school. So moving beyond the shared part of an application, whether it's the common application or the coalition or another shared platform, and getting into those supplemental questions, in a way, is the way that the school is introducing themselves back to the student, if you want to think about it that way, right? That this is the place where an institution is able to show up and ask questions in a way that reflect the personality of the school, the ethos of the school, because they're using a limited space to connect to students on things that are important to the school. They're using the question to bring information into that application that will help the school recognize the traits that a student is presenting that are really well aligned with what the school offers and how it operates and how it's thinking of a community and a learning community. So I think that when students feel like it's random, it certainly can seem that way because the supplemental questions from one school to another aren't really going to be related to each other because they're you know different schools. But if they think about it as a way of, I've just met seven, 10 different people, those people would naturally be asking me different questions if we were chatting somewhere, trying to get to know each other. And so in one way, don't overthink the supplemental question, right? Mm -hmm. The overthinking of answering questions in an application is often, it flips the student's response to a student thinking about what does the school want from me? How can I decide a way to answer this that is going to be what the school needs? Instead, what the school needs is the student to be sort of genuinely answering the question the way the student does. And then that's the easiest way to find that alignment. Just as if you were meeting a person, you know, and you're saying shake hands and you exchange names. I don't think many of us are in a conversation thinking, I don't want to say anything next because I want to see what they ask me. And I want to make sure that the way that I answer what I did today is exactly what this person would expect to hear from me. <laughs> like, if they said, what did you do today? You would just say, well, I did this and I did that. And you would naturally get into expressing yourself. So I think that can be a way for a student to see the questions as really different and an opportunity rather than a test of some kind. Yeah. And so beyond the supplements, colleges do want to understand who a student is and their kind of unique character. And you and I have collaborated, we've all collaborated on a number of different initiatives around character and admission, whether it's the character collaborative or making caring common or just within our individual institutions. How can students communicate their character to colleges beyond supplements? How can they get that across in applications? It's so important and it's so hard for students to think about in this space because, and I'm really glad you asked the question because of that, the idea of applying to college and wanting to be selective makes it really challenging for students to stay in the mindset of genuinely introducing themselves because the selectivity part of it, which which includes a feeling of being judged, is challenging. And so when a student has something that they're aspiring 
to do or achieve, to go to a particular school and to have a particular opportunity, naturally, they're going to be thinking about this has to be perfect. This has to be a perfect match. Have I thought of everything? And I certainly understand where that comes from. But I think the applications where we're able to identify the character traits of a student and their personality is when they're able to hold back a little bit from that feeling of trying to compete for a space, which I know is really counterintuitive given <laughs> given admissions is trying to get a space in a school. But the communities that we build are actually communities of not just the student population, but mm-hmm. the faculty and staff. And so we're thinking about individual people coming to our campuses as both a learning community and a social one where people will be interacting with one another, learning from one another, curious about one another, being innovative, having new ideas, using their motivating energy to move ideas forward. So when we're looking at character, it's not are you a good person? It's, are you a curious person? Do you persist in things that interest you? And how do you problem solve? And how do you think about even the gratitude question that I was describing earlier has a space in this because it is a way for a student to demonstrate their understanding of the influence of other people on them. And to demonstrate that they can recognize it, articulate it, and in this case, be grateful for it. And so looking for character in an application is really opening the door for a student to think about answering these questions. They're going to answer how they spend their time. They're going to choose things to write about. They're going to choose people to write for them. And to make the choices in those spaces that allow their problem solving, their curiosity to come through. They need to answer the questions that are asked. But in thinking about how to cast my answer into an essay, to think about drawing on examples that would indicate, this is what I was thinking about, and this is how I learned, and this is what I asked, and this is what I encountered, and how I worked my way through it. All of those things get to these attributes of persistence and curiosity and problem solving. And when I'm in conversations about character in admission, those are the things that I'm thinking about. That's really helpful. And that can't be manufactured. It can't be, but it can be taken out of the essays when students overthink it, right? It can't be manufactured, but it can accidentally be left behind in the way students write. Great point. So Along those lines, then, of uh, this concept of, I guess, paranoia that students have as they're looking at essays. I mean, it's that time of year, right, where kids are working on these and deeply concerned. I mean, I've met with several neighbors in the last few weeks, and then actually this morning was on a run, and a guy literally flagged me down. He's asking about his nephew who lives (laughs) in Florida, who's applying to these colleges and starts rattling them off. I mean, I'm like three and a half miles into this run and trying to get back to get my kids to school, and he's asking me about essays and wanting to be able to give some advice. And there's just no doubt that kids are stressed. They're worried about their style. They're worried about the length. They're worried about what schools are really looking for. And, you know, one of our goals with this podcast is just to try to bring a little bit of solace and deep breaths and hopefully some some levity along the way, like that story, hopefully. Well, it can get a little crazy, but You know, as somebody who's been at so many different colleges and been doing this work for a while, just has good perspective nationally too. like, what would you want families and students to kind of hear from you as it relates to just submitting these essays, working on them and trusting, I guess, that A, they can write and B, that schools are reading these and want them to be good. I mean, I'm just kind of curious what you tell families about how to approach their writing for colleges. 
I mean, this is hard. I was just in an interview not long ago and was asked about my college admission process. And I answered, you know, I remember being so anxious about my college essay and trying to find the, mm. the topic that I thought would impress colleges. Mm -hmm. And that was decades ago. And that is, I mean, it's exactly what we advise students not to do, right? But I was trapped in that myself. I think that there's a place for students to obviously take this really seriously, right? Mm -hmm. There aren't that many ways in an application to express yourself. It's contained. There are certain things you get to answer and that's it. Right. So it is important to take it seriously and put thought into it and to do the work of checking if what you have written conveys what you intended. If you were to have somebody else read it, would they say that it sounds like you and why or not? Mm -hmm. And sort of work through that kind of feedback. But where I think things start to get into the anxiety churn is that there's, I think, a sense if I just keep working on this and make it better, make it tighter, adjust this, that's going to be the difference between getting in and not getting in. When it crosses over into that space is when I think the way a student presents themselves, whether it's in writing or redoing the activity list and, you know, the time spent on changing the order or the description a little bit is where mm -hmm. the anxiety starts to get really, really high and the payout for that work starts to actually diminish the value of what the student has been working on. It's the space in which I think start to become sort of sanitized away from the original energy and idea that was in a student's representation of themselves and how they put their writing together in their activity list. And so it is important to take it seriously and to take the time to try out different topics when answering questions and see what feels good and follow that through. But I think that this feeling that if I just tighten a little bit more, get somebody else's input, have another person check it before it goes, is where it starts to be overwhelming and not only not add value in how something might come together, but I think it can actually start to diminish how the student is represented. That's great, great thoughts. I mean, I think I'm going to make my first million when I develop a tool, a diagnostic tool, like a thermometer, where right. where it indicates when you've gone over the uh, over the edge yes. on that, right? Oh. Um, the red zone right. meter in exactly. the red zone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Whitney. Speaking of gratitude, we are really grateful for all you do for this field and for you sharing your voice with everyone. And I hope that people will take an opportunity to share their gratitude throughout this uh, experience of applying to college, whether it's with admission folks like you or with their family or friends or people who are supporting them. Um, this is just, just so important. Well, thank you so much for giving me space to talk about it. I really do have one of the best jobs in the world of being able to read applications from students every year who are excited about going to college and what they'll do next. And I really enjoy the, any opportunity to try to help them through that and feel good about it. Well, thanks so much. We really, really appreciate it. And great luck out there. I know you're traveling in uh, California right now and have a East Coast trip coming back here soon. So we really genuinely appreciate your time. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. 
We will be back in two weeks with another episode. But as we head into the Thanksgiving holiday and on into the December break, we hope that you'll take a little bit of what Whitney said to heart and thank those people around you who have supported you, who love you, who are for you in so many ways. Send them a note, write them a text. Just make sure that they know that you appreciate them. I think too often we think these things, but we don't say it and we don't take the time to really put that into words. And so we want to encourage you to do that. We really appreciate you listening. Have a great week. And we will look forward to being back soon with another episode. 